I decided to go to a rehab, but nothing changed because the moment I came out within a couple weeks, I was back to selling the cocaine and actually sold it to some of the people that were in the program with me. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist On Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers in a real God. Today, we'll be talking about how we live our lives, that one day we're going to be looking back and all the bad things we've done will come to our minds, our consciousness. There will be a longing to resolve those past issues. But because they're in the past, they are unsolvable at times. What do we do in that instance? What do we do when we realize, my gosh, my life is a trail of hurting others and maybe even destroying other people's lives? What can we do with that? Today, we will have Willie Cordova, who today is a pastor, but in his past, he got addicted to drugs and he helped others to get addicted to them as well. He lived a life of doing whatever felt good to him. He's an older gentleman today, and he will tell us the truth of what happens when this party life is over and what's left behind. It's just guilt and remorse. Willie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Ah, Willie, so I understand that though you lived a life riddled with drug use, selling drugs, and the party life when you were younger, you didn't grow up with any of that. Like, you grew up in a pretty good home, a great upbringing, even went to a religious private school. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I just was living the life of trying to be a good kid, you know, going to church and doing those things. But it really didn't have an impact on me inside my heart. And I was looking for something more. Mm. And as you were looking for more, I understand that you were introduced to something at the age of 15 that you thought at the time was more what you were looking for. Something that those you were around wouldn't normally approve of and what your parents definitely wouldn't approve of. Tell us about that moment. Well, actually, it was my friend who lived right across the street from the school. The school we went to was across the street from the church, and they had a house right catty corner from the church, and he lived upstairs. He had his own room, so we all snuck over there during school, and my friend had some pot, and it was the first time I'd ever smoked it, and we all smoked, and it was a pretty fun in time, I have to admit, that it was fun because we laughed our heads off, and of course, then we left, and that was the end of that, but it started me wanting to have more. Ah, so that new craving was developed in you, and at the time, this was something in your mind that was good, and as you sought out marijuana use more, which is interesting because you were being raised in a private school. I understand it opened up the door to other heavier and illegal drugs such as cocaine because that more you were looking for was starting to become a huge need. Well, even as a young man, I was always looking for something and I guess feel that part of my heart and so the pot did it and then of course I tried various other things, you know, acid and mescaline, speed. And then I saw that I could actually profit off of the drugs 
And so I began to sell pot in high school. And then the pot led to one thing, to selling that. And then the cocaine didn't come until the 80s when it became popular again. But most of the time through high school, I was selling pot and drinking and using, you know, various drugs. We thought it was enjoyable and fun. And we thought that was the thing to do, actually. Wow. So here you are. You're not only using the drugs, not only addicted, but now you're selling them to support this addiction. Living the life as some music videos say. But I understand those drugs did something for you both emotionally and physically at the time. Like it would induce feelings inside of you. What were those feelings? Well, the drugs made me feel accepted. It made me feel like I was part of, you know, everybody else. We were all doing it together, all the people that we hung out with. And so it made me feel loved and like I was part of the in crowd, I guess you could say. I was part of what everybody was doing. It was just the thing to do. And so I thought I was being fulfilled in that by being accepted by everybody and, you know, doing the same thing they were doing. Hmm. Seems like this drug life completely changed the trajectory of your life and plan. Good kid, good home, good school. Now, a drug dealer hanging out with other drug users. I understand that in the addiction, you started to realize this thing had control over you and it was driving your life. How did you respond to that? Well, it was after I got married and I began working at this one place and it was in the 80s and cocaine wasn't really my drug of choice, but I had connections with people and so I was able to get it and I was able to make a lot of money off of it. But it was during that time that I just found myself really at a crossroads where I seen what a mess I was making of myself. I didn't lose my job or anything, but I would call in, I would be hungover and just really not feeling it anymore. I was not feeling the joy, you know, the fun I was having in it. And this was, you know, a lot of years later. And so I decided to go to a rehab and I listened to everything they had to say. They were teaching me, you know, that we have a gland in our brain and that once we become addicted, we will always have that propensity to be addicted and we would really have to guard ourselves. And they didn't really give me the answers I was looking for, though, because the moment I came out within a couple of weeks, I was back to selling the cocaine and actually sold it to some of the people that were in the program with me. Now, I wasn't using it as much. But I continually used pot because that was more what I relied on because it was more of a sedative for me to relax me and keep me in a mellow place that I wanted to be or an escape, I guess you would say. Hmm. So the drug addiction really did have a hold on you. I mean, as you were trying to get set free in that process, you became a dealer to those who were trying to get set free as well. Is that right? Yes. Hmm. Gosh, that is horrible. But then something happened that kind of brought you back to your past upbringing and faith. I understand there was a guy asking you if you had any faith background and you told him you're a Catholic, but you really didn't have much of a relationship with Jesus or anything. Yes. He asked me, you know, if I believed in Jesus and I told him, yes, I did believe that Jesus had died for my sins. And so he asked me a question. He said, have you ever asked him to be your personal Lord and Savior? And I looked at him and responded. I said, I didn't know you could do that. And I had no clue what he was really saying, you know, other than being a personal Lord and Savior. So I said, no, but I said, I guess I, yeah, I'd like to. So he asked me if he could pray with me. 
And he led me in a simple little prayer. And, you know, I believed. I really believed I was sincere at the time. And I did it. I prayed with him. But nothing changed. Mm. I understand that at the surface, nothing changed. But that was the moment a spiritual package was received into your life that would later blossom. Willie, let's stop here. I want to have you back on our next show to talk about how this life of being a drug trafficker and user led to a lot of regrets for you. I'm looking forward to hearing about that on our next show. Thank you very much. Hang on. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk about this a little deeper right after the short break. Listen, my friend, you are in a spiritual battle, and there's a spiritual battle right now for the soul of our nation. The Bible says we overcome the power of the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimonies. And friend, I need your help spreading this show to all 50 states all across the USA, and that takes money to broadcast in each city. You can help by being a stable monthly giver of our ministry, Awakening the Nations. We are a ministry who's committed to preaching the gospel all across the world. Partner by going to awakeningthenations.com, and we believe America shall be saved. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More Real Life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? It's interesting to me that Willie lived a life of partying and drugs, and really he wasn't paying attention to whom he was hurting. And all along the way, he was hurting other people. And why? Because deep down inside, he was missing something. I think most people think that drug addicts come from like broken families or they're just like overall bad people. But here you're hearing about a young man who was even born in a religious family and he had a good upbringing, but he was still missing something deep inside. And he's trying to fill that part of his life with marijuana, later cocaine, and he's not getting fulfilled. And we know scientifically that those who take these drugs, right, they get addicted because of the high. It's like this euphoric feeling and it's caused by a huge dopamine release. So this drug, it just basically makes people feel extremely good. But Willie feeling good still left him empty in the end. And you know what? Maybe even more empty. Because cocaine changes the way the brain works, making people super addicted to the drug and giving preference to the drug, even over normal things like eating. It's written in the book of Proverbs, in Proverbs 27, 7 through 8, it says, A satisfied soul loathes the honeycomb, but to a hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. Listen to that. Like a bird that wanders from its nest as a man who wanders from his place. You know, for Willie, his soul was not satisfied. And scripture says that when someone has a hungry soul, that every bitter thing, and when you think about bitter things, you know, and you literally are eating bitter things, you don't want to eat those things. You know, if it tastes like, oh, like, why do you want that? But if you're hungry, it doesn't matter what it tastes like, you're hungry and you'll reach out for anything. And I think that's what was happening for Willie. Deep inside, he was longing for something. And even though cocaine, marijuana, there is a bitter effect. And I think intellectually, we all know, right? drugs is going to lead you to be addicted to it. It's going to lead to a very bitter lifestyle. It's going to destroy things. But to Willie, it tasted good. His soul was not fulfilled. How do you have a fulfilled soul? Because if you have a fulfilled soul, 
you won't be desiring those things. You will actually even be loathing the honeycomb, which is something actually good, something sweet. How do we get to a point in our lives where we're completely filled? And there's another part of the verse, which is fascinating, which is verse 8. It says, like a bird that wanders from its nest is a man who wanders from his place. Willie really did this. He wandered about living and connected to this cocaine addiction, and he's literally wandering from place to place how to get his next high. It's so sad. But the mystery is simply just not feeling fulfilled. And you know what? I think all of us here, we can relate to that in some way. And maybe there's something we're seeking for fulfillment and we're not getting it. My friend, I know someone who will fulfill you and that is Jesus Christ. And I want to pray, if you're feeling not fulfilled, I want to pray for you right now. I believe fulfillment, spiritual fulfillment will come into your soul right now. Lord Jesus, we're coming to you. We're crying out to you, Lord, because of unfulfillment in our lives. And we're asking, Lord Jesus, for you to come and fill us up, Lord, literally fill us up with you, with your presence because you are the bread of life. We receive you now. We repent of our sins. And now help us to seek only you. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. Did you know our shows are on Spotify? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Spotify and enjoy all the same shows you hear on the radio. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.